Welcome to Newest, Latest, Best, the quick daily show to keep you in the know with all of the newest releases, latest news, and the very best that games have to offer. I'm Jeff Kanata, and today is 71717, a palindrome, July 17th, 2017. It's Monday, so we're talking new game releases for the week, and after a few weeks of dry July... This week promises to make up for it with some really exciting releases across every platform, really. Starting with the big Destiny 2 beta, which kicks off uh, in early access on PS4 tomorrow, July 18th, and uh, on Xbox One the following day, Wednesday, July 19th. And then uh, the open beta for PS4 and Xbox One starts on Friday, July 21st. So this week, lots of console gamers are going to get their first hands-on with Destiny 2. I will be one of them. Very excited. I mean, I've played Destiny 2 a little bit at events, but I'm excited to uh, sit down and, and really dig into the game a little bit more this week with uh, with the beta. PC gamers, of course, will be playing Destiny 2, but their version of the beta doesn't start until August. Bit of a bummer for PC gamers excited for Destiny 2, but still, July 18th, 19th, and 21st, we'll be getting lots of people in on that game, and I'll be coming to you, of course, on this station with all of my impressions as well. Also on July 18th, PlayStation VR owners will be excited to see that Archangel is being released. This is a game that was showcased at E3 this year. It's an on-rails shooter where you're in a giant mech taking down waves of enemies. Yes, there are a lot of wave shooters uh, in VR and a lot of rail shooters in VR, but Archangel hopes to differentiate itself with that cool wish fulfillment of being in a mech and really uh, top-notch visuals. It looks looks really sharp on PlayStation VR. Uh, hits PlayStation VR for a two-week exclusivity window before arriving on HTC Vive and Oculus. Tuesday also sees the release of Yonder, the Cloud Catcher Chronicles on PC and PlayStation 4. Uh, this is a very interesting title that comes from an indie studio called Prideful Sloth from Australia. And it it looks like somebody really, really, really likes The Wind Waker and wanted to remake that game, which, hey, I'm all for that. I also really loved The Wind Waker. And to have a modern take on that classic Zelda formula, I'm all for it. This game looks really, really beautiful. And it's something that you should definitely keep your eye on. It's called Yonder, The Cloud Catcher Chronicles. As I mentioned earlier in the week, Wednesday, July 9th, sees the release of What Remains of Edith Finch on Xbox One, uh, one of my favorite games of the year on PC. So if you have an Xbox One, highly recommend you check it out. Then Thursday, July 20th, finally sees the release of Gigantic on Xbox One and PC. This is the MOBA that's been in uh, open beta since December of 2016. A lot of of exposure of this game as it has uh, moved toward its release. Um, This is uh, Motiga and Perfect Worlds MOBA, third-person action MOBA, sort of like Smite, uh, with big, colorful, animated-looking characters. A lot of people have been playing it in beta, so it's finally, finally coming out on Thursday, July 20th. 
That same day, July 20th, one of the games I'm most excited about is finally coming out. Lone Echo hits Oculus Rift. Lone Echo is the zero-gravity virtual reality game where you move around by grabbing elements in your environment using the touch controllers and pulling yourself forward. They've had an open beta for the uh, multiplayer Echo Arena for a couple of weeks now, and it has absolutely blown me away. I can't wait to see what the single-player content of this game looks like and to get into the final version of the multiplayer. Lone Echo coming out on Thursday. And then Friday, one of the biggest releases of the year is hitting Friday, July 21st. Splatoon 2 arrives on Switch. We've heard a lot about all of the cool new modes and cool new features of Splatoon 2. First appearance of Splatoon on Nintendo's new hardware. Being able to play on the go. It's got some wonky multiplayer requirements requiring you to use an app on a mobile device in order to log in and use chat in in multiplayer matches. We'll see how that all shakes out when the game releases. But the central gameplay mechanic of Splatoon is is pretty awesome. And to see them iterating on that single-player content, new sort of uh, horde mode in Splatoon 2, lots of stuff I've talked about over the last few weeks. Splatoon 2 arrives on Friday. A couple of other quick video game releases this week that uh, I almost overlooked, and it would have been a shame because I think these are pretty interesting things that you should probably be aware of. There's a tactical role-playing game coming out on PlayStation 4 and PC on July 18th, tomorrow, Tuesday, called Children of the Zodiacs. Zodiacs. Looks really interesting. Turn-based tactical RPG that is inspired by Final Fantasy Tactics, which any game that name-checks Final Fantasy Tactics, you already have me perking up my ears, and a collectible card game like Magic the Gathering. So now we're in perfect storm territory of stuff Jeff loves. Very excited to check this out. Children of Zodiacs, story-driven, single-player tactical RPG, coming out tomorrow, Tuesday, and it's got turn-based combat and card-based combat. So uh, dice, customizable deck and dice, physically simulated dice rolls and re-rolls, strategic gameplay, rich narrative content. This is all obviously from the press release, but uh, I didn't want to overlook this one and let you know about it. Also today, Monday, July 17th, we get the release of Albion Online, which is a big top-down isometric MMO. So uh, this is one I'm definitely going to be checking out. I'll be telling you about this over the course of the next week or so. And um, it it hits today. It's been in beta for a while. It looks like a real labor of love for the team that started with just four people and now has a a team of 50. This was a crowdfunded game that built momentum on its own. And it looks really, really interesting. And I'm going to be playing it. So Be aware of those two games as well. I didn't want them to be left off my list of new game releases for the week. Lots of juicy stuff to tear into this week. It looks like the summer doldrums are over, and we have a lot of really cool games to be playing. The biggest, most prestigious, longest-running award in the board gaming world is called the Spiel des Jahres, and it's a German council that uh, awards three Games, their highest awards. Um, one is called the uh, Spiel des Jahres, Game of the Year. One is called the Kinderspiel des Jahres, which is a more 
younger-based family game award. And then the Kenner Spiel des Jahres, which is more geared toward sort of gamer gamers, uh, adults and more sophisticated gamers. Uh, these are always the sort of big marquee prestige awards uh, in the gaming world every year, and they have just announced the winners as of today. The big Spiel des Jahres winner for 2017 is a game called King Domino, and uh, it's a very simple, quick, fast-paced game of tile-laying. It's kind of uh, if Carcassonne and uh, Domino's kind of had a baby, King Domino would be the result. Uh, I have not played it yet, but I've heard very good things about King Domino. It is a fast-paced tiling game where you match up sides like you would with dominoes and create a tableau in front of you that um, awards you points. So King Domino was awarded the Spiel des Jahres Award for 2017. The other games that were nominated in that category are Magic Maze and El Dorado. Uh, Magic Maze just looks really, really fun, and that's the game that I was I was actually rooting for in this category. Uh, the Kinderspiel des Jahres Award this year uh, goes to a game called Ice Cool. What's colder than being cold? Ice Cool! Yeah. Uh, Ice Cool looks really, really slick. It's one of those dexterity games where you flick things, um, kind of like Pitch Car or more recently Flick 'em Up. Ice Cool's flickable objects, however, are not discs, but little weebly-wobbly penguins that kind of move in very unpredictable ways. Well, maybe not unpredictable. You can get very skillful with these penguins. They kind of wobble around, and you can make them curve around things or hop over walls and get into different areas. And the coolest part of Ice Cool, in my opinion, is the fact that they call it a box in a box. It's The game board is a three-dimensional series of rooms, and they stack in the box like Russian nesting dolls. So as you unpack it, you then construct this multi-room environment out of the nested boxes. So there's different ones, and they they kind of link together using little clothespin-type plastic pieces, and they have holes cut in the side, so they link up, and there's doors that you can flick your little penguins through. Very, very slick, very clever game. Uh, Ice Cool, I think, uh, very deserving of the Kinderspiel des Jahres Award. Uh, Other uh, nominees in that category were Captain Silver and the Mysterious Forest. And then, of course, the the award that I'm most interested in, which is the Kinderspiel, the the one that's for more enthusiast gamers like myself. Uh, The big winner was Exit, the game, which is sort of the escape room in a box And they didn't award it to one of the specific Exit the Games. There's three that are available right now. The Pharaoh's Tomb, the Secret Cabin, no, the Abandoned Cabin, and the Secret Lab. But they awarded Exit the System the winner of the the Kennerspiel. I'm very excited. I have these on order. They're going to be arriving to my house very soon, and I'm going to get my gaming group together. We're going to take on these challenges. Sound very, very fun. Uh, Just sort of clever uh, puzzles that you have to unravel in order to, to beat the game. Uh, other nominees in this category, Raiders of the North Sea, and then Terraforming Mars. And I think most people, myself included, uh, thought Terraforming Mars was the clear frontrunner. It certainly has the biggest buzz of any of the nominees. But the Spiel des Jahres panel always makes uh, their own decisions. It's not usually a popularity contest. And they do sort of 
favor simplicity and clarity, even in this Kennerspiel category. And certainly Terraforming Mars is a much more complex game than Exit is, uh, just sort of structurally. And I think that maybe they awarded the game that was a little more streamlined and quicker to your table. But those are your big winners. I'm very excited to dig into them myself. I'll report back when I have played more of the big Spiel des Jahres winners of the year.